Ladies and gentlemen, we are not in the Tokyo Dome, but that doesn't mean tights and fights shouldn't get a five-star ranking. Help us out by going to iTunes and giving us the five-star review that we deserve. Tights and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Al and there's Daniel and there's guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Mahal Raja Lublin. I'm joined by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the stable member who'd never turn on us, Danielle Radford. Hello! And the mouth of the South by Southwest, Mike Eagle. That's right. I got a megaphone. (laughs) It is uh, sponsored. One time I ran into the mouth of the South at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. And he was just sort of standing there waiting, I guess. So I went up. I said, hey, Mr. Hart, can I take a picture? And he he went into like a whole, well, baby, you know, I'd love to take a picture with you right now, but these people brought me out here. But I'll tell you what, right now, if you give me $20, you can take a picture of me. I'll even bring the megaphone. The whole deal's in there. Damn, he's so Memphis. But very sweet. I was like, oh, no, thank you. And then I snapped a picture of him while I was walking away. (laughs) I'm going to get your butt if I can't get your front. Mm -hmm. Randy Orton would have been very upset by that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I would have been RKO'd out of somewhere. (laughs) I would have known I deserved it. Coming up on this week's show, we had a takeover. We had a backlash. Jinder had a back rash. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hello. Like a, the old wow. school Batman. <laughs> <laughs> we had a backlash. Jinder had a back rash. We've got so many things to discuss, so let's get right to NXT TakeOver Chicago. Wow. First of all, this was a great weekend of wrestling. Right? And then Raw happened. Oh but we're not going to talk about when the bell rang on Monday night. We're just going to stick to a weekend of really great wrestling, two really strong cards. I thought TakeOver wasn't flawless. It wasn't perfect, but it had great matches. And it just shows how much better NXT is than the other two brands because they focus so much on wrestling as storytelling as opposed to storytelling, and then there's wrestling at the end of it. Right. The wrestling doesn't feel incidental. It feels like it's why we're here. <laughs> yes. Which it seems like it should always feel like it's why we're here. Yeah. But that's fine. It's okay. Did you watch it yes. as it happened? No, I watched it later, so everything got spoiled for me. But that's fine, because it's fine. I watched it later until almost the very end when somebody was like, title card fake out. And I said, what? Yeah. And, and then I fast forwarded to try to see after oh. the match ended. So I watched the match, and then I was like, well, let me just see the card thing, and I fast-forwarded too far. Oh. Yeah, one well, of, I don't even know what happens. I, I've only seen uh, half of it. One of, uh, one of our awesome, amazing listeners, who I won't name, um, mm-hmm. added me and, and got oh, in my mentions. I'm so glad people don't do that to me. And guys, I love you. I love you. I love you. If I'm not live-tweeting it, please don't assume that I'm watching at the same time that you are, but I love you guys. Please, yes. you can if you want to ask me what flavor Kashi Sasha likes in the morning, go ahead. But like, I can't. <laughs> is the answer always I'll roll over and ask her? Yes. The answer is always I'll roll over and ask her. All right, let's yeah. get right to the part that everybody. Well, let, let me ask you something. Yes, am, go I do, ahead. am I doing this wrong? Because every, every time there's a takeover, at least the last like three or four of them since they've started doing SmackDown Live on Tuesdays, I end up not being able to watch the whole takeover before we record mm-hmm. because I have watched the entire pay-per-view, the Raw and the SmackDown, to try to be prepared to talk. But, but should I just skip the Raw yes. and watch the damn takeover instead? Yeah. In this oh, case, man. you should. Okay. In most cases. Really? It's also just like a better... 
if the choice is between Takeover and almost anything, you should usually probably watch Takeover. I just feel like I always need to know what the hell happened on the live shows, the big ones. Well, are you ready for a spoiler? I don't care. Okay, fine. Then let's talk about the part of the evening that has everybody abuzz, the official breakup of DIY. Tomasa Ciampa and Johnny Gargano unsuccessfully tried to regain the NXT championships from the authors of Pain. And after the match... <laughs> I know. I know exactly what you think. It was better than you thought, even though they look like giant twin they babies. Do. <laughs> they do. Look they like do look giant like twins. The eighth graders like, of pain. They're like Peanuts kids. Yeah. Like peanuts. <laughs> or like Bill Watterson drew them. All right. Uh, this happened after the match. What? Oh, my God. What the? What are you? Tulsa, oh. what are you? I think that's a terrible idea, though. Really? I do. I that think was that's what a I really was going to ask. Idea. What, the, are you shocked to hear that? No, I just think that's an opportunity to do something interesting. Like, are those guys never getting called up? Is that what's happening? Well, maybe. I mean, because originally they were both signed separately. Right. And then they were thrown together to be part of the Dusty, the first Dusty tag team right. hullabaloo. Yeah. Um, just like literally just two guys thrown together who were both indie dudes. Um, they became best friends. And they made them pick a name and it was dumb. And then that logo is dumb. So <laughs> I, get, I get that. Yeah, the, the outlet. Is that what do it? Is that what they're electric? Outlet is powerful. Yeah. <laughs> We're grounded. Rewire your house. <laughs> Tim the Toolman Taylor is going to shock himself on us. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, because we know that they are two dudes who work so well separately. I don't mind them being separated because I don't know what you do with another tag team on either of the shows. Like. They, they, it seems like we'll have a second where we're like, oh, it looks like the tag team division's doing something. And then like a week later, it's like, nah, just kidding. So like, I feel like they're not doing enough with the tag teams to justify having another really popular tag team like them. Because Authors of Pain, those dudes need to be together. They look too much alike for you to be trying to separate them and having them. What you going to do? You're going to have each of them have separate. Like, it's gonna one be like, will wear red and one will wear blue like Ken and Ryu. It'll be fine. You know what they look like? They look like um, when... When Ken Griffey drank the tonic on that episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> they got gigantism. Yeah. <laughs> they probably go suck all the bottles backstage. But here's the other thing is, you talk about bringing them up, right? NXT is establishing itself as a brand. And yes, it's developmental. Well, that's but what I'm saying. Everybody who's great, like they've just called up a wave of guys. And I think this could be a marquee feud for that brand that does not have to be over a title. Because the title picture, the main championship picture is just Bobby Roode is great. Let's see who we can throw up there with him to try to work a program. Right. But I just, if they're establishing it to the point where some guys are just never going to leave, then I get that, you know? Right. But if they are going to call them up eventually, I feel like this was their real only shot at having a really powerful moment to book with on the main roster. Like, because then, then you would have had all of this history to play up. Right. You know, and, and that's the only thing that they're really good at on the main roster is booking these moments. You know what I mean? So I feel like you you kind of wasted that. I see that because it, it as much as we like you know the fight forever and Sammy versus uh, Sammy versus Kevin and them going where the other one goes even though they hate each other because they got a weird relationship. Yeah. Like that also would have been an awesome moment for Kevin to you know if we would have gotten to see the betrayal on Raw instead right. of having to watch it in vignettes later. So while that turn was the moment of the night, 
the match of the night and probably the weekend may have been Pete Dunne oh winning God. the UK championship from Tyler Bate. I thought that was just such an awesome matchup. I mean, better than their uh, UK championship tournament match. I mean, mm-hmm. and as as good as some of those really great matches were in the Cruiserweight Classic, but also having this added benefit of having a really huge, really hot crowd. I don't know, man. That won't be top for a while for me. That was a, re- mm-hmm. that was a really great match. I can't believe Tyler Bate is only 20 years yeah, that's old. That's kind of crazy. Know. He's like, got the thighs of a 48-year-old man <laughs> Sure. That's his secret, is those 48 year old thighs. It's just, it was like a really well told story. And it's proof that you can have a match where it almost doesn't matter who wins because they're both getting the rub off of that. Like Tyler Bate losing the title, absolute right move. But he he doesn't lose any of his shine, and it makes you really excited for a rematch. Yep. They don't need to have a ladder match. They don't even need to have a, a false count anywhere, any of that crap. They're just too super skilled. It's like Angle and Benoit. Hmm. Didn't matter. You didn't need any stipulation. Just put them in the ring with each other, and they're going to tell a fantastic story. There's only one thing they shouldn't do. What's that? Which is when they have a next match, they shouldn't put the title back on Bay. That's the only thing they shouldn't do. They should have literally any right. other finish I think would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But- just hot potato wing titles just instantly brings, you know, it brings the value down, I feel like. I agree. Yeah, 100%. The show opened with Roderick Strong's victory over Eric Young from Sanity. Great psychology in that match because he immediately goes for the henchman at the side of the ring. You don't see right. that yeah, kind no, of that smarts was great. of, yeah, it was. I that know was if smart. I don't take them out, I will lose. And then he won after he took them all out with like the one move yep. and he had that one opportunity to do it. Yeah, exactly. So wh- where do you go next with Roderick and, and Strong? That's, I mean, my, my question would be to, I guess anybody who was watching is, had have they told this story in a way where Roderick Strong has like gone up the ladder and beat up the henchman first and then he, this was the last one and then he can move on or or, do the, or is this feud going to continue? Because at this point, he's kind of taking a head off of the snake, right? Isn't Eric Young the leader? Yes, and he's kind of been tangled up. They did the six-man right, match with right. uh, Ty Dillinger mm-hmm. and him and uh, Cassius Ono, right? And yeah. Ruby Riot against Nikki Cross. They did and that was a, a fantastic match. Yeah, it was yeah. really, really good. It was, it was like a spot. Fa- it was a little bit of like, oh, those spotty. matches are always the greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to do hit my, all my spots, then you hit your spots. Get your shit it's in. all going to Get happen. Get your shit in, kid. Get your, Get your shit, in. shit in. And I know they're trying to tell that story with like very humanizing thing with him and just having a child and all of that. I just, it's hard for me to be able to tell if that's really connecting or not, or if it's just a story they're trying to tell really hard. Right. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know any of that about his character. All I know is he looks like a baby face and <laughs> wrestles really well. And th- that's enough for me to be into him. I guess it's like, which is sort of hypocritical, because I know we talk a lot about people who don't have a defined character. Mm-hmm. But I kind of don't need, it, some, some people you kind of watch them, you go, oh, I get it. Right. And it's also, you know, again, it is NXT. It is, even though they are making it into a brand now, we ha- and they we have to remember that they are developmental. And so I cut a lot of stuff like that a lot of slack yeah. because I know that they are in developmental. And so folks are going to be changing and switching around until they find whatever they think is going to work. Uh, so other than that match, the Roderick Strong-Eric Young match, uh, the night was heavy on heel wins, including Asuka retaining the women's championship against Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross. Now, does Asuka's dominance weaken the rest of the roster? I think the problem is is a really huge problem. Um, and usually I'm all for very, very long championship reigns. Um, mm-hmm. I think the problem in this sense, though, because I'm looking at the main roster and I'm looking at um, a couple of people who seem to be comfortable uh, in main event spots and a lot of people are still trying to figure it out. And I think part of the problem is each brand only has one championship. Like, there's no Intercontinental mm-hmm. Women's Championship. There's no, right. you know, and I feel like they almost have to treat the NXT Championship like that. 
And so if you have one person holding the NXT championship for like two years, then that's all of these women that are going to go up to the main roster, never had, having had the experience of having all of that pressure on them. Yeah. You know, and I feel like I feel like they almost have to look at the NXT Women's Championship like it's the female Intercontinental Championship. And it makes sense. Like, I get the logic of having her hold it for so long because once everyone left, there was that huge talent gap. And right now, if you're booking it in a way where it's like, less thinking developmental, more thinking who can carry a main event match, then yeah, it's her and it's Ember, and now it's clearly, uh, what's her name? Cause she was amazing. Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at a certain point, like some of these, you got to get these women up to a point where it's it's got to be sink or swim time. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind her being champ right now. I feel like we could have her be champ through like whatever takeover they do around SummerSlam, but at that point she needs to lose the belt. All right. Well, in a change of pace, the NXT Championship match, which saw Bobby Roode retain over Hideo Itami, did not main event the show. Was it still a solid match? I don't know. I'm watching it right now. So. Yeah, yeah, I see it's watching. It's literally on the yeah, floor yeah. of the... Danielle, because you and I talk while Mike yeah, I'll just, watches I'll just watch. the match as he watches it unfold. I look at Itami's thighs. Uh, it was, it was got okay great, match. More great thighs. He do. I got three. I think it was... I loved they took the time to show how heartbreaking his time has been since he came uh, to NXT. Yes. He was supposed to be the dude. For those of y'all who don't know, because I know we do have a lot of listeners who are like, I didn't really, I wasn't into wrestling and I've just started getting back into it. For those of y'all who don't know, his moves were cannibalized before he was even thinking about being in WWE. Um, uh, uh, Daniel Bryan took his knee, Mm -hmm. or took his running knee. Um, CM Punk took the go to sleep and so everyone and so when he did get signed on everyone was like oh my god this guy is so dope Um, and we were all justifiably worried about what was going to happen with him like he could have been what Shinsuke is now had so much stuff yeah, not that's a, that's happened. A, that's a tough. That's that's not, not, that's it might be, might be kind of a reach. It might be kind of a reach. That's not a reach. He doesn't have the charisma. Well, which which is the main it, thing. But the no, thing. but that's not necessarily just the main thing. I think that if you bring him on and you have him do some work in NXT and you get him to that point, but we'll never know because he couldn't have been. But obviously the dude's got something if everybody keeps jacking his moves. I'm certainly not saying that I think he is bad or a less than wrestler at all. I'm not. I'm not as familiar with his work, but I like what I've seen so far, but Shinsuke Nakamura is a, is a once in a lifetime talent in that the and the charisma is the difference. The fact that he well, but, he, does, he would never have to speak a word at all, and people would go nuts for him. And but Shinsuke Nakamura didn't get the he didn't get all of this until he was halfway in the middle of his career, right? Because he decided to make a change. Who knows what would have happened to uh, Hideo once he came over and was like, "I'm in a WWE world. Something has to change." We don't know that he couldn't have become someone because people used to say that Shinsuke was boring as fuck right. back when he was in Japan and he was wrestling for a while. It was. It wasn't until he made that run, and, and yes, guys, I did read the Deadspin article. Um, it wasn't until he made that run in Mexico when he started. I didn't know anything about. Yeah, what are you talking I didn't know anything about? Anything about state <laughs> of Mexico? When I hear Deadspin, I think was he arrested? <laughs> Is there a mugshot somewhere? <laughs> did he take out his dick? Right, that's yeah. what I was thinking. It must have been a penis picture somewhere. <laughs> no, okay, so someone on Shinscock? Deadspin, and this is what, this is what I was going to put over this week if we were putting things over. They did a great article about.
about Shinsuke. He was the head of his promotion. He was given the belt. Some people thought it was too soon. A lot of people thought that he was fucking boring. It was a Japanese promotion? Yeah. Okay. And then he came over to Mexico, and I want to say it was like 2011, 2012. And that was when he started like loosening up and doing all the stuff that we know him for now. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the promoters in Mexico were like, what is this? This is not the Shinsuke that we got. What are you doing? And the people back home were like, uh, hey, Shinsuke, what the fuck are you doing? Peyote. Right. <laughs> but, then, but then the audiences were connecting with it so hard that he stuck with it. So it was when he made that move over to this new, to a new country to wrestle for a little bit that he loosened up and started trying new stuff. Who's to say that that wouldn't have happened to, to uh, Itami? We and don't know. It still might because it looks like, uh, according to a video, uh, I guess on WWE.com, I haven't seen it, that he <laughs> might be turning heel. That. Do you think that's the spark he he could need? And Mike, yes. Now that you're five minutes into the match, <laughs> hello. Do you think a heel Atami will work better, especially now that because I think they built a story of him being did frustrated? Have, did they have mm-hmm. Almas on this card? No. Mm-mm. I don't know if any of you guys have seen him lately. Mm-mm. He's such a good heel. Yes, I, yes, I've seen some of his such heel stuff. a good heel. Just thinking of him gives me hope that okay, so maybe maybe you know Atami can find some a little a made to be a little bit more interesting because I thought Almas was just toast. Right. <laughs> I, thought he was, I thought he was a done deal, but no, he found that heel persona it works so well for him. So I mean, maybe that is what they do, but I think a lot has to do with who they program him with and how they choose to present his healness. Yes, you know? yeah, going sorry. heel is usually how. It tends to be how a lot of people get over, especially yep. if they're brought in I face. Think it's so necessary. There's never a reason to cheer somebody right out of the gate. There's always a reason to boo somebody the second they yep. walk through the curtain. True story. Every week there's tons of wrestling to talk about, so let's keep the conversation going. Connect with us at Facebook.com slash group slash tights fights or hit us up on Twitter. We're at tights fights there. When we come back, it's time to salute the Maharaja and talk about backlash. That's up next on Tights and Fights. I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host the weekly comedy podcast, One Bad Mother. We celebrate our moments of parenting genius. As well as our failures. Just like, we're going to have hot dogs. And I'm like, no, we're having fun. Everybody loves hot dogs. And he just like smashes that thing right on my chest. And then I'm just Uh, crying in the middle of like kid space while people are like literally dancing with their children. Parenting can be sad and painfully funny at the same time. So join us each week as we admit that this is hard, but we're getting really good at it. Find us at Max. MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Hi, everybody. I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Dr. Sydney McElroy. Every week, we release a medical history podcast called Sawbones. We go over the history of the dumbest, grossest, weirdest stuff humans have been doing to each other since the dawn of mankind. But it's a funny show. But it's also so disgusting and stomach-turning, you won't believe it. But it's also like... Funny. It's funny. It is the wildest, grossest, nastiest stuff you can imagine. It's a real hoot. It's called Sawbones, and we release it every week on iTunes, wherever podcasts are sold, and right here on MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined in the booth by... Danielle Radford. And... Michael Eagle. Backlash 2016 was one of the best-received pay-per-views from last year. AJ Styles, The Miz, and Becky all became champions, and that's left a lot to live up to for this year's edition of the event. 
So one place to start with that is crowning a new WWE champion. Jinder Mahal defeated Randy Orton. I just want to say it one more time. Jinder <laughs> Mahal <laughs> defeated Randy Orton for his first championship ever. Let's go back to that magical moment. Dispatching the oh, watch out, watch out, watch out. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, the Colossus. Colossus, he got him. Do we have it? You're kidding me. You're kidding me. Here is your winner and our new WWE champion, Jinder Mahal. You, 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 you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> You know, I was going to back it up and use my phone to take pictures of all the shocked faces, and then I realized the internet will do that for me. I don't need to. I'm not going to lie. When I was watching Randy go in, I was like, I turned to, not my wife, but my boyfriend, Derek, and I turned to him and I was like, look at Randy's face. Like, I think he's dropping it tonight. Booboo face? Yeah, because he had total total booboo face. He had total (laughs) booboo, I'm dropping the title face. Like, and not just like that normal where people look a little bit like, oh, this was really nice. Just like a little kind of sad, but like ready to work. It was definitely that like, this motherfucker. <laughs> Great. Go back and watch it now. And now when I tell y'all and people go back and watch it, they're going to be like, oh my God, he totally had this motherfucker face. And he had that face the whole match. Like when he fucking killed that Sing brother. That was the only face oh, that, that was I remember great. where he's like, Ooh, that he, he did that, dead. That DeAndre Jordan shrug after yeah. he just like dunks on somebody mercilessly. Oh, and then he tried to cover it up by selling the fucking shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, we need more of that, Randy. We need more of that, Randy. You're like, oh, I just hurt that guy. I kind of, I'm kind of into it. So yeah. like, I'm dangerous for this roster. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because that was definitely that was not a contrite face. That wasn't even a, like, oh, I fucked up. That was definitely like a, well, welcome to the big leagues, kid. Yep. <laughs> do you do you guys think that obviously to a certain extent, or at least for gender, the fast tracked booking has paid off because he's now the champion. Is it too much, too fast in that? Do you think the the crowd reaction is there? Because it was a little bit muted, and and watching it, I realize the reason why. Because most people were shocked because they did not expect <laughs> right. the the least memorable member of Three MB to be holding the strap three years later. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Also, though, another thing to keep in mind is that he looks like a heel and he cheats to win mm-hmm. but in the mm-hmm. things that he says they're not necessarily heel things I don't necessarily you know, the, disagree with him yeah. I mean no. exactly no, like he's saying you don't you guys don't like me because I look different you guys don't like me because of, and, and, and it's, it's all and you're right. that are pretty true and like, you're right we did make fun of his rash exactly <laughs> like he's not his he, back he, rash he's not wrong what a world you guys what a world what did you guys think of the of the Punjabi celebration I loved it I love it I me too Great. Yep. Fantastic. I love that all the dancers were real excited for him. I'm the saying ride. they were great. That whole presentation on the stage all the way down to the ramp and how they were all continuing while while he was saying his shit and the, and the arena was booing. I thought that was an awesome visual. Yep. Yeah. I was, I was really into it. And I really think that like, I don't know, like people seem upset 
around the internet, and that shit baffles me. It's weird That's to me so how mad strange. people are. People are so mad, and it's like, did you want another yawning fucking Randy Orton? Run? I mean, like, I, yeah. I thought that everybody hated Randy Orton, so this is like completely baffling to me. Like, that people so, are upset that he lost his title. Like you guys don't want new, interesting shit where you don't know what's going to exactly. happen. We don't know. We don't know what a Jinder Mahal championship run is going to look like. No, we have no idea. And, Isn't and, that refreshing to you that and you get don't this. know? So far, it looks good. It looks like he does. He's not bad at any part of this job. Mm-mm. He's not bad. At, he's not bad on the mic. No, he's good not bad in the ring. Sells well. So what's the problem? If the problem is that he was jobbing three years ago. <laughs> Uh, newsflash, that's how wrestling works. That's Fucking literally... Hulk Hogan used to job when he started. <laughs> the like, Hardy's job. Jeff you know Hardy what I mean? Job. They jobbed hard. Yo, I'm saying, so I, I don't think that should be anyone's beef. He got hot at the right time and is getting what's called a push. Thank you. Bree <laughs> like, Zanga was jobbing like yes! four months ago. So yes. like, how are you going to be mad that they get their shine and they get their spot when they were just jobbing a few months ago and then now it happens to someone else and you're like, well, I don't know. Fuck it. It's new. It's exciting. Let's, I'm with it. let's embrace new shit we haven't seen a million times before. I do think we're forgetting two very important things. Okay, I can't wait to hear them. Yeah, the, very excited. The number one thing, it, it is kind of, uh, it's crazy to think of how fast they've they've had his ascent happen. Yes. And the fact that they were able to do it is very impressive, frankly. Yes. The number two thing is that you forget that all wrestling fans are part of the business, so they're very protective of the industry of which they obviously draw their paychecks. <laughs> so they know <laughs> exactly <laughs> when everything should happen and who it should happen to and why. Right, of course. Right, it's <laughs> How true. could you forget? I'm sorry. I, I, I am holding I forgot, you guys. a champagne glass I in my fucking, hand. I should just leave. Like, yeah, Why am I even here? To... Thank you for listening to the last episode <laughs> of Tights and Fights. Your privilege has superseded our show. Uh... <laughs> Let's talk about the match of the night. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. Two great performers with a reputation for great matches. The knock on Owens seems to be sometimes it seems like not like he's lazy, but like he's not invested. But he certainly seems up for this matchup. What did you think of the story they told? How, um, how do you feel about I think it? it's a great match. I think they told a great story. It's not my match of the night. My <laughs> match of the night is Breezango versus the Usos. Okay. Um, but it was a really good and this is and it's one of those matches where I'm like, yes. Yes, I do want to see AJ versus Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. I want to see that all day. Do you want to see this now knowing that they're both in the money in the bank match? Do you want to see their feud continue over the United States title? And I ask because I do because it makes the title mean something. Neither of them needs to be world champion at this point. They're still, even though they're older relative to some people on the roster, they can still go. They don't seem to have any end in sight. Like, I just want to see them fight and elevate that title so when somebody finally does win it, it means a lot more for them. Like, give it it should be a gift to the next person who gets it. I'm a little, uh, I would say... It's un- it's unclear to me, or maybe just a little disappointing to me, that their feud is kind of wrapped up in the money in the bank thing. Like, I don't... Right. You know, I feel yeah. like that that needs to be away from that because when I see that, then it makes me feel like, oh, there's two guys who are, are going to be in it and not win. You know what I mean? Because their feud doesn't need it, and you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, they're going to cost one another the opportunity. Yep. Yeah, and to further and, and, and you know, and, it, and anytime you start to reduce the amount of people who can who can conceivably win it, then it just makes the match it's, a little bit less exciting to think about. You know? Yeah, it's less fun. It's true. Yeah, when you start doing like Mark Math. It's a, little yeah, less, exactly. it's a little less fun. But you uh, you haven't given thought to how great it would be to have Kevin Owens with the United States title and that briefcase. Oh, I would love it. Oh, it could happen. It doesn't it could. seem it could. out of any of those six could win. Any of those six could oh, win. Oh, my God. Kevin Owens with the Even fucking Dolph Ziggler. briefcase. 
Oh, Ziggler. Oh, no. I mean, he's in there because he's won it before. And he's a great... Yeah. And he still still works. Still and he's got nothing like, to do. Like a madman. But... <sighs> he does. He still works. He's great. I'm very frustrated with his booking, but that's not, like, his fault. And, yeah. it, you know, and I'm kind of thinking about SmackDown, uh, it's like men's division as a yeah. whole, and I can't really see where anybody goes after the feuds they're in now, you know? But I, that's also um, a symptom of how they're booking. They're just kind of just booking shit from event to event. And so. what you're used to, too. Yeah, yeah, like they're they're either waiting for somebody to get hurt and, and like we don't want to make... We've been hurt so many times by people getting injured that we don't want to book long term. Right. Right. Unless you're Roman Reigns or Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like top, 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 top stars. Uh, let's talk about the WWE in-ring debut of the King of Strong Style, Shinsuke Nakamura, who beat Dolph Ziggler in the opening match with the Kinshasa. Uh, do you like that this was a back-and-forth match rather than a more decisive victory for uh, Shinsuke? Daniel looks like he got something to say. <laughs> I didn't. It, does, it didn't work. It didn't work for me. It doesn't oh. work as a debut match. And I didn't want it to be a squash. I want to say that. Like, I didn't want it to be that Shinsuke just comes out. and. But I felt like... For it to be Shinsuke's debut match, he needed to be on the offensive way more than he was. Right. I would even go as far as to say it wasn't like even a 50-50 match. It was definitely 75 favoring Dolph Ziggler. Right. And like, that's weird to me. You build a dude up for months and just have him come out and have his music play and the long ass entrances and he does the stuff and then no fighting. And then he fights and that's like, that's it. It almost felt like a rematch, you know, like you right. have the two of those dudes fight the match where Shinsuke is decidedly in charge. Again, not necessarily a squash, but where you show that this dude is a superstar for the folks that, you know, aren't us and don't know about his J- Japanese stuff and didn't necessarily follow him in NXT. You show this guy is a superstar and here's why. And then you can do the rubber match or the rematch where Dolph's like, oh, I've wrestled you now. I kind of have your number and then still have Shinsuke win. That's it felt like a rematch and not like a first match. Well, that's a really, really good point. Yep. Because thank you. They're I'm two, very smart. They're two kinds. You are. There are two kinds <laughs> of tough agree. guys. There's a there's the tough guy who can take an ass kicking, which is Sami Zayn, and the tough guy who kicks ass, which is Shinsuke. So I guess I guess there was a little bit more taking an ass whipping rather than giving one. Right. And that's okay not necessarily. It. I, I'm going to give you an unpopular opinion. I I think he's real charismatic. I, he doesn't really do too much for me inside the ring. Mm-hmm. One way, like he's fine. I get it. I get that he's a star. I just, I don't know. I, I haven't seen a match of his where, where I was like, this is fantastic, and it's all because of him. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who can carry people. I maybe I, that's the mm, thing. Maybe I, I like somebody who can carry people. Really, is that me? I remember really enjoying that match he had with Sami Zayn when he first debuted in NXT. I thought yes. it was a great, great Sami Zayn, match. though, can carry anybody to a great match. Right, and the and the idea was when he came in, he made Sami fight a Shinsuke match. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this, he came in See, and Dolph made him fight and, a Dolph match. And I don't think that's how you do it. And first honestly, first a right. Dolph match is WWE style. And I've always had this worry that they weren't going to let Shinsuke do like his real strong style. And I think that's where he is at his most impressive, when right. he is like... Kicking the shit out of people. Right. And I don't know if they're going to actually have him do that on the main roster. I don't know. I mean, I am excited to see him wrestle Cena. I know they're going to yeah. go towards and that. And so I know like, Cena's going to let him beat the shit out of him. Because, yeah. Cena's, because Cena, Cena's game. A, Cena's game. Cena's a giver. He's a point in career where he can. And B, Cena wants to say that he can fucking take it. Let's be yeah, real. Cena, Cena wants that. He wants yeah. that indie darling love. It, it, he act like it, he it don't. Escaped. No, but, but he we we see he wants it so to put clearly. It, he wants to put it right in that dark hole <laughs> oh, God. that makes him that oh, makes God. him have to schedule meals. 
<laughs> Whatever that is that's missing, he's like, do you guys love me now? Do you love me now? Well, I'm going to schedule a time for you all to love me. <laughs> Nikki, you and your family, you're going to come to coffee, and we're going to be a fucking family. If you're going to kick me in the jaw, you better take your shoes off, because you're in my house. <laughs> My house. Welcome to my house. My name is John Cena. I have many house rules. They match with my issues. All right, let's go to Danielle's match of the night where the Usos beat Rizango to prove that their day one is the most H and retain those tag titles. A lot of really effective comedy in this one. I loved, I have to say, the spot at the very beginning of the match where where Tyler Breeze is in as the janitor and sidesteps the one charge and then makes him trip on the mop on the way out. Oh my God, was it was so, beautiful. Such a well-crafted yeah. piece. That was like Buster Keaton level yeah, that was great. physical yes. fucking comedy. Yeah, we talk about how we hate Bugs Bunny shit when it's done wrong and when it's done with, yeah, I don't want to see that shit in a Dean Ambrose match. I want to see that here. That was amazing. Yes, yes. Now, well, yeah, because you're not expected to take them super seriously. Yeah. And, and that's great. I think that's fantastic they can use tactics like that and get over. Mike, do you think that the comedy aspect of their act, which is a major part of it, and we know they can both go in the ring. Do you think that will keep them from ever being serious contenders? Because it seems like they're guys who you can root for, so they're good to feed to your heel champions. I think the way you do it is you kind of do it like uh, when Eddie Guerrero was on his serious ascent into main event Dumb. Uh, they didn't present him as a strongest challenge. They presented him as like the most crafty. Right. You know, I like he can lie, cheat, steal. and steal and get over that one. Still win matches. So. Yeah, but these guys are dopes. <laughs> 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 but I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like because they did a match on SmackDown this week where, you know, they had them go one on one and get cheap kind of roll up victories. And mm-hmm. then they did a tag team match. And yes. I, I, what I wanted to see happen right then was that like uh, the Usos just mowed over them right after that and mm. it sets up this thing where all those guys need the gags but then the gags could still work and they could even still win that way I thought that would have been a cool story so I, I mean I, I guess it remains to be seen where they position them and like I said it seems like they are literally booking this from like week to week because right. it, the way that mm-hmm. the backlash match went didn't make you think that that feud was going to continue really at all right. I didn't think so I like I I think the thing that works for me. I mean, and obviously the fashion files and all that stuff works. I would love it if you would continue to have a comedy team who brings the comedy into the ring, but then can bust out the real wrestling. Because it for me, it didn't feel like they were dopes. It felt like they were using the comedy as a distraction, mm-hmm. so that when folks stop taking them seriously, here comes the actual talent. And okay. I, and I think I think they they have the ability and opportunity to tell a long story with them where they think they need the comedy, and you know, and they keep getting beaten and then one by one all the gimmicks get taken away and they find this fucking wrestling ability mm. and they could get over booking. so huge like love that, that. no <sighs> i just that roll you guys yeah that just roll that slow roll across the yeah. oh my god they, every i thought everything that they, <sighs> everything. they've been doing is fa- the, the fashion file segments are killing Man. best thing best thing on tv their day one is h to me yeah. <laughs> I don't care how they their feel day one is the most, most h yeah, yeah. The maximum <laughs> h of their day one for sure <laughs> Uh, let's talk about Sami Zayn, who finally won the big one by pinning Baron Corbin twice this week. Once at Backlash, and then again at SmackDown. Do you think that this was the big win that Sami needed to help shake off the the idea that he's sort of glor- glorified enhancement? Fucking yes. <laughs> yeah, this is the one? Fucking Baron yes. Baron Corbin? Baron Corbin loses nothing, a, right? No, he loses nothing. They've been building him up very strong for the past, like, year or whatever. Yes, yeah. Sammy needed this way more than Baron does, and it does help shake off that, like... And I love 
the fact that like not only did he win at Backlash when they did the talking smack after or talking lash or whatever they did after <laughs> Backlash where he's like talking look lash. this proves you know looking at Jinder Mahal this proves that anybody that could be me and so I love the idea like take that attitude that he's already established that he has now and have it give him some new fucking confidence where he's like yeah man any given Tuesday yeah. I could be the WWE champion. I love that. I think that's great. My only concern here is I feel like we had this exact same conversation after he beat Kevin Owens. Oh, God, we did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the thing is, he doesn't need one big win. He needs two big wins consecutively and not against the same person. Yeah. He kind of needs to build up and go over a couple of people, I feel like, to really escape the echelon he's in right now. Because if he loses his next feud, he's right back where he started. Yep. That's true. It's very easy to lose. It's very easy to slide back down yeah. yep. the hill. Uh, I do. I, I also want to shout out during that Talking Smack segment, him talking how tough it was for him at Rocks. He was like, to get into the Andre the Giant Battle <laughs> Royale, I had to wrestle a match. And if I lost, I lost my job. Yep. <laughs> the idea of calling out that logic, I really like that a lot. And that's, yep. that we don't get too much of that, of like that, hey, let's step back one level. And see how fucked up this looking is. <laughs> like if you had a job and they were like, "This meeting better." Uh, you, look, if you want to get to the board meeting, you have to go to this other meeting. But if you don't do well, we're gonna fire you. Yeah, it's all it's like Jetsons. Crazy. It's all Jetsons rules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like Spacely Sprockets, so man. Excited. They- they fucking, they do not follow OSHA. They do not have a good HR department. So Raw is Cogswell Cogs, yeah. and then SmackDown is basically Sprockets? No, other way. Yeah, oh, yeah, I guess so. Because one of them worse. Get in here. I can't remember which one was worse. One of them was worse. The Cogswell was the competitor. But was that? He was always like stealing. He was like a bit, he was like the, the tall, skinny guy with glasses. Yeah. Okay. He was like, but I'm going to steal. Spacely was the one like. that was like, you have to babysit my daughter or you're fired. That's not right. That's not how this works. Pretty sure. Can I talk to HR? We're in the future. <laughs> What's happened? I'm pretty sure you guys just came up with a plot for WWE meets the Jetsons. Too. Oh, oh God, this is gonna be the next fucking Jetsons. Oh well, no! They got, they got a license that idea from us. I hope I get to audition. I get to audition to play Space. No, Spacely. I think I did audition to play Spacely. In that. Of course you did. I didn't get it. Oh, you have the best life. You guys heard how good it was. I have the second best life. The person who got it got the best <laughs> life. I'm a, I'm a runner up. As far as the smaller matches of the show, the welcoming committee beat Naomi, Charlotte, and Becky. Luke Harper beat Eric Rowan. Do you guys remember that that happened? <laughs> there was nothing served by having that many women in the match. I have a real problem with that match. Oh, I have a real problem with Becky tapping out like that. Don't get it. I don't get why the finish has to oh, be. Oh, to the sharpshooter. That's I, right. Like a strong tap out. Like my body cannot take this pain. Uh, I am not strong enough for this. Please let me out. Tap out. Like, right. Jesus Christ. And it still didn't I, do. It, I get it. It still I, doesn't do enough for Natty because no. there were all those other women in. If it would have been her, the, the two of them facing each other or Natty facing someone else and there was that strong tap out that does more for her. But when it's a six woman thing, it doesn't do as much. And this whole narrative is not designed to do anything for anybody in the welcoming committee. It's all designed to further this narrative with the baby face group. And, and right. you know, so I just don't understand what what it why they would make one of their strong baby faces look so weak like that. I don't understand. Like there's so many ways to do a finish that's that's 
that services the story where you don't have to have one of your baby faces lose clean in the middle. She I mean, I, even being so pinned, I think is. She weak in the knees. She can hardly <laughs> speak. She <laughs> lost all control. And something to hold of me. In her days, it was so amazing. It's not a face. I want you to stay with me by my side. I swallow my pride. Sharp shooter, so sweet. It knocked her right off of her feet. Can't explain the sharp shooter made her weak. We can't talk about this shit anymore. That's it. You shut it down. All right, uh... Let's talk about some of the other smaller areas of interest very quickly, including how Kevin Owens sold his championship retention on Talking Smack. Let's hear that. Physically what? I wasn't listening. I mean, uh, getting suplexed on the edge of that apron mm-hmm. nearly broke my back. That looked awful. That looked Dead. so painful. I'm talking. But, uh, <laughs> oh, as you can see, I was the better man. I'm still the champion, and uh, was there any- I don't think there's any doubt. What's with the interruptions? Constantly. Sorry, I'm sorry. I don't think there's any doubt after tonight. Fucking. I could listen to Kevin him Owens. make Peter Rosenberg feel like shit, like all day. Yeah, when is that podcast launching? <laughs> Come on, Jericho, put that on your network, for God's <laughs> sakes. It's your best friend, former. Uh, what do you guys think of Paul Heyman pumping up Finn Balor as his favorite choice to face Brock Lesnar for the Universal title at Great Balls of Fire? <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of that uh, paper you were getting, Hal? Great Balls of Fire. You, it sounds like you really enjoy saying that a lot. You know what? I'm really excited for Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We need a camera in here so I bad. know. Mm. Oh, my God. You sound like I made a wrong turn somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> At the TX <laughs> the T intersection, make a great balls of fire. <laughs> do you do you think they're doing that just to sort of take the temperature of the crowd? I think, and this is just me possibly overthinking, but I think they were doing a thing here where um, Paul appears to want to pump Finn up because maybe Finn looks like the easiest challenger out of the group mm. for Brock. You know, so maybe that's the angle, but also maybe they actually want to tease that. And and I think, I mean, I think the David and Goliath booking of that is easy if they want to go there. Yep. You know, I, yeah. I think it's easy to do and get to. And I, and Finn is looking like a motherfucking star lately. He sure. really he looks is so good out it's there. It's so nice. Yeah. Well, and yeah, no, and I think that it's great. Like, I, Heyman has a way that he's been doing this, where like he will pump up the competition. Um, and then later be like, yo, like, I don't, my man ain't weak. He don't fight weak people. I make it sound, my man ain't weak. (laughs) (laughs) Look, my boy ain't weak. He don't fight weak people. He only fights strong people. This is why they're strong. This is why we're stronger. Um, he did the same thing with Roman. It's a thing that he's done. So I like, and plus it does, like, no one doesn't sound dope when Paul Heyman talks about how good you are. It worked for Roman Reigns. It worked for Finn Balor. It worked for Designer. It just works. It didn't work for Designer. You didn't like it? No, did not approve. You weren't here. I put that over last week. Oh, Lord, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, hard pass. Hard pass. (laughs) What about Elias Sampson, the drifter, making his debut on Raw? You like it? I didn't hate it. Oh, I liked it a lot. What are your your hopes for him? Where's he going to go? IC title? I would love that because to me, new honky tonk man. You know what I mean? All right. He's there. Okay. Yo, and I hate him, and everybody hates him, but it's perfect. Like, comes out there singing the song, Badly. and people hate every fucking word of it. It's great. <laughs> Could you imagine that guy with a belt? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, man. That would oh. be pretty great. He seems to be working with Miz. 
You notice he shows up in a lot of Miz segments? Okay, oh, maybe I hadn't, that hadn't was pointed that. out. Interesting. Somewhere. I hadn't noticed I don't that remember either. who did it or where, but they're they very like, ob- observant. Maybe smart. there's, yeah, they do plant those seeds sometimes. It's not always like there are some sort of long cons that they're running. Uh, so I, I don't know. He's so hateable. I love hateable so guys. Yeah, a hateable big guys. hateable guy. Like, yeah. I like that. The scarf and the. Oh, like the and he's got like fifteen scarves around his wrist. Because I do hate him. Oh my god! Yeah, I do. Like this isn't one of those things where it's like he's the heel and I love him. No, like I do not like that. He's a (laughs) missile. You wish him ill. I I even liked Eva Marie, and I'm like, oh, that's Samson. All right, the new day are back. They appeared on Talking Smack last night. Do we have a clip of that? Nope. Forget (laughs) it. We're not gonna listen. Uh, But they're back. They have matching red sweatsuits. And their microphones on Talking Smack each have different color windsocks on them. That's true. That did. Um, I didn't notice that. Are you excited to have them back? I am. I don't. What I don't want to have happen is the rest of the tag division gets sacrificed for New Day. I'm scared for Brizongo, guys. Yo, where the fuck is American Alpha? Like, where are they? Where? Even? Yeah. Good question. I mean, were yeah. they were they in a dark match legit? Okay, oh, I didn't know okay. that because I, you know, they Against just haven't been who? on TV in the Colognes, probably Ascension or some shit. Yeah. Yikes! I mean, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what they did so wrong except come in and do the shit they were doing at NXT, and it seemed like they, well, it was kind of working. Did not establish the characters. No, and at we all. even said that they got it too soon, and the fun was in the chase and getting to know them, and then they gave yeah. it to them. They gave them the title too soon, and they do that. T- Everybody, though, you know, so I don't know why they singled them out and, and put them off of television. They I seem know. to do that to everyone is give them the belt to. They did it to gender. Like, yeah. what the fuck? You, you know that they're at a bad spot when the only way you find out whether or not they wrestled is because somebody sent an email to Dave Meltzer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, five minute, oh 28 God. second dark match. Uh, hashtag save American Alpha. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Maybe Fourth of July. Yeah. You know what? Maybe they'll switch brands and show up at Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> they knows? do. I mean, they should They should certainly be paired up with Angle. So yes, that would they should. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Work out a trade. Yeah, let's do it. We'll take the club. Oh, that'd be great. Because I represent SmackDown. I do not represent Raw. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about Goldust's heel turn. He cut a promo uh, last Monday that sounded like this. It never rusts. Infinite luster. But our troops' light is flickering. He's holding on to that last glimmer of hope, just waiting for another chance to shine. You know what this means. Heel Gold Dust is back and he wants to smush tips with our troops. <laughs> That's what Gold Dust does. He oh. makes you uncomfortable if you have any problems with homosexuality. He's going to come in there and smush some tips with you. And you know what? That's kind of what I like. I like the return of Gold Dust without like the weird, because it's not the fucking 90s anymore. Yeah. So he'll be just like fucking pansexual, sexy Gold Dust. Um, you know, uh, uh, Dustin himself has LGBT members of 
of his family, so he's not gonna he won't let them take it to a weird place. Yes. And if he does get all flirty and stuff, it won't be the weird gay panic response and so much as it's like, dude, like fucking stop trying to smush tips. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want this. It'll be less of the like, oh Consent. my god, I have to take a shower and more of the like, <laughs> no, I just don't want you and I did not tell you you could do this. I I know they're not gonna, that kind of creepiness. I know there's no way they're gonna do it, but wouldn't you love to see Dana Brooke as the new Marlena? I would oh, be a wow. good move for her. Right? I would, I'd, I'm with it. What do you think, Mike? Do you are you glad to have Goldie back? <sighs> Yo, this, I don't I don't really care for this feud. Uh oh, because <laughs> these dudes are both fifty. They're both fifty years old. But they, they look are, good. They do look good. They, they look age great. Well, but, 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 but I can kick. The, the, re, the reason the reason I even bring them. Kick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fifty. <laughs> The reason I even bring him up being 50 is not because it's an actual problem, but because I know that that puts a limit on how far either one of them is going to be pushed. So, like, I want feuds to happen that are going to elevate people, you know what I mean, and make interesting title mm-hmm. pictures. Like, this seems just kind of fucking pointless to me. Goldust can put over a younger face after he goes over our truth because our truth's doing the job for Goldust. Yeah. That makeup yeah. hides a lot. Their match should be to see who can get to the bathroom first in the middle of the night to pee. <laughs> I had a very <laughs> solid idea that they would never do, but to me would be the most exciting and fun thing in the world. Let's hear it. If the WWE had a fucking seniors division. Ooh. Just like like Like, like a golf. legends division. A yeah. legends yeah. division. Yeah, no. Right. A legends division. But seniors. You would seniors. But old ass dudes. And Ric Flair could still be champion somewhere. Yeah. You know? Mm, but just have nice. all old people matches in small buildings. Yeah, you know and what the I mean? Could be They'd who, be great. Who can remember the most of their children's names? There would be no scripted promos or nothing. They would just be people cutting whatever weird ass old man promo they wanted to cut. <laughs> I, it See, would that's be what Legend House should have been. Yeah. That's true. That's all true. Right, uh, it should have been an, another division. Hacks off of this next promo. Uh, some kids accidentally got their frisbee landed in your yard. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm so there for that. I'm yeah. so there for it. I love it. Legends Division, make it happen. That does it for Tights and Farts. <laughs> we are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. Our hosts are Daniel Radford and Mike Eagle, along with me, Hal Lublin. Our producer is Mario Kart driver extraordinaire Julian Burrell. For real? You're real good at Mario Kart? Mm. <laughs> I, I think we're going to have to all play Mario Kart. I'm terrible at it. I'm awful. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music as well, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights and at tights fights on Twitter. And if you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on iTunes and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to our donors who make this show possible. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.